time. Life is great if you're handsome. What up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. Well, I guess I broke the streak. Then I do a brand new episode every single week since the new year or something like that. I don't know, that seems like a lot. I don't remember. I mean, that would be like seven, eight episodes in a row every single week. That seems like a lot. I felt like it was only like two weeks. Either way, the streak was broken. But let's try to get back on track to this week. And it is very possible. Why? Because for whatever reason, I've got a bit of time off work. I did not expect this. But suddenly I have a few days off for whatever reason. But I'm not complaining. I'm off work. I don't have to think about the people, the stuff, my responsibilities there or whatnot. Although I'm unionized. So if I really want to be a piece of shit about it, I can operate as if I have no responsibilities. They will fire you if you sexually harass people. So as long as I'm not playing grab ass with any of the girls or guys, you know, gay guys can be pieces of shit too, as I'm about to get to. So shy of that, they can't fire me for shit because incompetence, as it turns out, is not a violation of the agreement between the union and the company. And it's also a possibility for me to get the episode. It really does depend on this reason whether you hear a new episode per week or not, and that is, if I can get Red Dead Online to cooperate with me and allow me to be in solo sessions, then there's a very good chance I'm going to miss a week here and there. Because every time I can get a solo session, no lie, I spend at least six hours on there. The move is two, three o'clock, however long I can hold out without going to bed. That's how long I'm on there. I was able to get on there last night, stayed up to two, Tried it this morning a couple times, but I was alone for like 30 seconds and then the, 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 the whole lobby filled up with strangers and I'm like, well, that's my cue to get the hell out of here and try to have a productive day. So far, I've done nothing. That's where the Kenny Ho Show comes in handy. I mean, if you really break it down and you really think about it, is it really being productive doing the Kenny Ho Show? I don't make any money from it. It doesn't really solve my any of my problems. Lord knows I ain't getting no baby girl from this show because even if there are women listening to it, they gotta be fat, right? They they're not they're not good looking. They they definitely would not count as a babe. I mean don't feel bad about yourself if that's you. It's okay. You're a woman at the end of the day. Somebody's going to put a ring on you or at least want to do you. It may not be what you want. But at least that's on the table. Whereas dudes, even if you're willing to settle, like, well under market, might not happen for you. A lot of it is geography. If you're lucky to be in a situation where it's like three to one odds, chicks to dudes, then you're probably going to have your pickings. Bare minimum, yeah, you're not going to strike out. You're going to walk away with something. But geography could also work against you because I was talking to a buddy at work the other day and I was talking about 
Oshawa, which is near Toronto. It's like, I don't know, maybe an hour's drive, I think. And when I was on and when I was on POF, the amount of babes that were coming from Oshawa, I'm like, I think I need to visit the Schwa a little bit. I need to maybe I need to like get an internship there. Uh they they seem like they're, you know, behind the curve. They seem like they're a, a relic of the past. They must love radio there. I show up with my five years, six years, maybe. I don't know how long I've been out. Five, six year dated knowledge. They're like, man, you, are you from the future? What is this? This seems beyond the capabilities of our Windows 2000. And I even met these two girls, these two sisters, when I was at a Kevin Smith show. They were sweet girls. They both uh, hung out with me the entire night. And then I asked the older sister out. And uh, of course, she said no. But they were both babes. So my experience with Oshawa is there's plenty of babes. And I was telling my buddy, I'm like, there must be like three to one odds or something, right? There must be like way more chicks than dudes for this many beautiful women to be single. And he's like, well, that's not always the case. Maybe like it, it could be because the guys are real sleazebags and they're looking looking to get the hell out of that city. I mean, that's also, I, I did not think about that. Well, you'll have to excuse me because the amount of beautiful women I see uh, have sat and have seen in my throughout my tenure in life here uh, be with uh, complete pieces of shit and douchebags. I just didn't know that was a thing. I figured that that was actually uh, a charming quality to be to have in a in a guy. For many years, I believed that was the major correlation between success and. Doing a Kenny Ho show to feel productive in your day. He's like, I'm not exactly sure if Oshawa is like that. He's like, but definitely Guelph is like that. Tons of beautiful women. Way too many of them compared to guys. And on one hand, I'm like, well, that's it. I found the solution. While I'm still pretty young, I should probably show up to a place like that and find a girl who would never in a million years look at me in Toronto, but in Guelph, she's like... It's either you or I turn lesbian. All right, I'm just going to turn lesbian. It's not going to happen either way. Like, that's a possible scenario, but Guelph is full of white people. So I show up there, they're like, let's say do a speed date night. I show up at the table and then the girl's like, oh yeah, you missed a spot. I I beg your pardon? She's like, yeah, you're, yeah, this, this spot right here is pretty dirty. You mind just getting that for me? I'm like, but oh, but I don't work here. I just, I'm on the, the, the speed date. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Let's not waste our time. I'm, I'm just going to freshen up for the next next round. So for if you're like a white dude or a black guy, because that's, that's basically how white girls date. They go to either one of the extremes. Either you're a white guy. They go black or white. Everyone else in the middle is pretty much ignored, except for Latinos, I guess. It's a crime thing, isn't it? It really isn't about the color of your skin or the character of your soul or your heart or whatever. It is how much shit you manage to find that has miraculously fallen off the back of a truck. And as I was saying all these things, not the racist stuff, the stuff before that, the, the women being hoes uh, stuff. Much better, right? I was like, oh, it's actually a good thing to have more women than guys because if you have like if you're on like a you know if if uh if there's a nuclear holocaust or this coronavirus becomes something that wipes everybody off the face of the earth which i doubt it i doubt it 
But let's say it did. Let's say it morphs into the T-virus. And this Wuhan place is now Raccoon City. And then the entire world turns into zombies and such. And then John Connor leads a group of survivors. I'm mixing movies and genres here. But the point I'm trying to make is... It sounds like a bad adult film. Like John Connor, instead of leading the resistance, is now the only man amongst like 30 beautiful women. And he's got to repopulate the planet. Like that scenario works. Especially if John Connor is played by Christian Bale. Then those women will be really happy. Because if John Connor is played by me, despite the script explicitly saying, you must go through with this... All the actresses will quit. But if it is Christian Bale, John Connor, then the human race will survive. Because if you have one dude, you could have 30 kids, right? And then those 30 kids come together and have 30 more dim-witted, like, crooked-eyed, cousin-loving kids. And so on and so forth. At that point, I'm like, what the hell's the point of continuing? I get it for John Connor. He's getting to nail 30 chicks. But, like, those 30 brothers and sisters have now, now have to uh, hook up with each other? That's gross, man. What kind of world do we live in? What kind of world is that? You've sold your soul in order to survive. There is no point. Just go down with a big old smile like old Kenny. Oh, man, if this thing goes sideways... Yeah, let me quickly finish that point. Basically, the Guelph situation works to continue the population... But if it's the other way around and it's like 30 gamer guys and one chick, well, I feel bad for that girl, first of all. That's a lot of fat, smelly dudes trying to vie for her attention. I mean, either way, we're doomed, right? Or should be doomed. If you got 30 chicks and one dude and those kids are going to be, you know, brothers and sisters giving each other the Alabama special, like, there's no point. Just call it Just call it a day. Just, just poison the water at some point and just end it all or the other way around you're you're gonna have you know if it's one chick you could only have one kid but maybe that kid is the second coming maybe it's jesus christ have you seen these fat gamer guys hundred percent if i had to put money down on it if jesus walks again it is not as the offspring of one of these fat losers one of these trolls one of these griefers so in both scenarios the world needs to end for everybody's sake and whether it does or not like it I will be long gone before that scenario where it's like, well, we're down to the final four. It's up to you guys to turn it around. I definitely will not be one of those guys. Like you see all these apocalyptic survival movies where all the main characters are doing everything they can, performing stunts, jacking cars, forging weapons to blast their way to survival and live to see another day. 100% that is not me. The first sign of things going wrong, I'm laying down. I'm calling it a day. Even if the elevator is broken, I'm like, that's enough for me to just give up. These people fastening blankets on the balcony and forming a ladder, uh, this rope ladder to climb down to to, to the ground floor. Screw that shit. I'm going to stay right here. Tell everybody my story. What, that you're a big fat loser who ended up doing a podcast with some of the worst ratings man has ever seen tell everybody a fake story about me tell them i'm john connor the messiah of the human race man i'm so cowardly i won't even play in a 
populated lobby in Red Dead Online. You think you think I'm gonna go out there and fight people for food? I mean, I will kill a man for sun chips. There's no doubt about that, I suppose. Like a little boy and his father are in the sun chip aisle at the local grocery store. Everybody's looting. People going for their proteins and their vegetables. I'm going straight for the sun chips. And these guys have the same idea. They're like, this shit is gold. I'm like, it is, partner. It is gold. And only a fool will stand in front of old Kenny and this gold. There, what, what are you going to do about it, fatty? You seem soft. There's no way you can beat the both of us. Like in most scenarios, no, but when you stand in between me and a nice bag of Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips is on, bitch. And that's when everything goes really quiet. I close my eyes. And summon the celestial powers of my ancestors. And I go full on Chinese Kung Fu on these some bitches. Like it's one of those situations I just run past them. And they fall to the ground like in a million pieces. And then it's through the super slow motion replay that you see me jumping through the air with a huge smile on my face. Just like mowing them down, doing a headlock on them with my legs and like wringing their neck. Ain't nobody getting in between me and my sun chips. Like my brother sent me a text this morning. He's like, yeah, there's another case of coronavirus in Toronto. You might want to stock up on some food. Part of me wanted to be like, I don't know. There's only six. This would be the sixth confirmed case out of what? Like a million people in Toronto. I feel like they've got this under control, at least for now. But then my mind was like, stock up on food. Canned goods, dried goods, <gasps> sun chips. I'm like, you genius. This is the greatest idea ever. I will stock up on food. And not shit that will give me energy and last, uh, last for days, you know, prevent me from being famished for days. Nah, this shit will definitely spike my insulin and make me even more ravishing hungry. Oh, this is getting better. It's going to put me into an even earlier grave. Man, what a genius. My brother, what a great idea. I will stock up on sun chips. What am I still doing here? I should hang up right now and go and do that. Except it's really cold and snowy outside and the people scare me. I'll just call my mama and see if she can pick up some sun chips on her way home. And as I was saying earlier, there's something I was going to get to. And it is coronavirus related. Do you remember that story I told you once upon a time about some dude from work who like I walked... I didn't even walk up to him. I was like 20 feet away from this guy. And I was just like, hey, man, you good? Or what's up? Or something like that. Just basically said hello. And this guy was like, ah, jumped into the air to the point where I'm like, oh, this guy's like, this guy's, this guy's, this guy an actor or something. This guy put on a show for us, I guess. A show no one wants to watch. You know, dandy getting dramatic. Nobody wants to see that shit. But I thought that's what was going on. But it turns out, no, he's just a dandy that scares easy. Compared to this guy, I'm like really manly. So just let's just put that in context. But I didn't know the extent of his cowardice until yesterday when I was at work. I saw this guy. It's, you know, it's a workplace mostly of young guys. So whenever we see each other, we all like fist bump and such. This guy's not a younger guy. He's, uh, he's actually an older guy. He seems like... He's at least in his 40s, if not moving towards 50. But nevertheless, it's the culture. We all fist bump. So I see this guy. I go to give him a fist bump. He gives one back, but then he like quickly pulls back. 
And I'm like, what the hell was that about? And I kept walking. And I'm like, oh, this dumb shit is afraid that he'll catch the coronavirus from me because I'm Asian. Dear bitch, are you serious? Are you out of your freaking mind? Are you blind? Do I strike you as having the symptoms of coronavirus? Do you even know what the symptoms of coronavirus is? I don't think I need to ask this, but do you even know what coronavirus does? Or are you too busy making out with your gay boyfriend to actually take time to understand how all of this works? And even if all you know is at the end of the day, this thing is potentially lethal, not 100% people have recovered from it. I will give you that a bunch of people have died from this. And if you did catch it, you could die from it. Which I'm also not saying is a bad thing for everybody else around you. Because, come on, what have you really done for the world lately? Like, if you were to be removed from the human race... How much would anybody really be affected by it? And that's coming from me, brother. That's coming from one of the great losers of our time. Yet, on a weekly basis, except for this previous week, I dole out a couple good jokes and a couple laughs. If I get taken out by coronavirus, people are like, hmm, I'm going to laugh a little bit less each and every week. It's a bit of a shame. But if you, sir... We're taken out of commission by this coronavirus. Again, I'm not hoping it happens to you. I'm not saying if I had three magical wishes that I, I would definitely not use it on you. But again, I would definitely not use those three wishes to prevent it from happening. But I am saying if it did happen to you, if you did pass away, nobody would miss you. It's unbelievable, Dandy, that... A gay man like yourself who is part of a community that has fought for years and years and years to be treated just like everybody else. Fought for years to put away these obnoxious, crazy ideas that you could be gay through association. That you could be gay through touch. That you could be gay just by being friends with a gay man, that you would go down this road and basically treat Asian people just like a gay man has been treated for the past 500 years. There's over 30 million people in this country. And as we're called the Great White North, not only because we got free health care, great social programs that, sure, are abused by you know, lazy fatties who, for inexplicable reasons, keeps repopulating and keeps procreating against everybody else's wishes. But we're also the great white north because the damn country is so large. Do you know how many people there are per capita? Quite a few people and quite a bit of space in between each person. There are 11 confirmed cases in all of Canada and only five or six in Toronto. The chances of you contracting coronavirus are very slim. The odds are literally 35 million to 11. That's like getting hit by lightning chances. That's like winning the lottery chances. That's like making the NBA type chances. Me being Asian doesn't make me any more susceptible in catching this thing than you, white man. Why? Because I haven't been to China either. 
In fact, between the two of us, you strike me as one of these fabulous globetrotters who probably spends most of their money taking trips every single year. Whereas I hate traveling, hate leaving the country, one dream of leaving Canada. So between the two of us, you're more likely and more susceptible to catch the coronavirus, you damn fool. And honestly, between the two of us, I've got more to be afraid of than you. You catching the coronavirus from me, pretty low, because I have never been to China and have no plans to go to China, because not a big fan of them. But me catching like HIV from you, way more likely. Why? Because you like it in the butt, you ignorant homo. Signed, sincerely, not yours, old Kenny. I feel like that's a perfect spot to end it because I did actually do a Google search. As I said in the last episode, I'm like, I'm just going to start looking up, you know, what's in the news. Give me something to talk about. And I looked it up. And the first three topics that came up were Harvey Weinstein, coronavirus, and some bullshit about Kelly Ripa. I guess I went with the coronavirus. And I back it because Harvey Weinstein, gross. I don't want to talk about that shit. What a piece of shit. He better not, like, get off easy because he's, like, faking his health concerns. Let him rot in jail. Let him die in prison. That slimy piece of shit. Like, how do you how do you even take advantage of girls like that? Or anybody, for that matter. I'm sure it happens the other way around. You know, that shit happens to guys, too. How do you take take advantage of anyone like that? I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to open up that can of worms. I actually have uh, a buddy from work. Well, not really a buddy. I A girl from work is, act- is trying to be an actress. She's going to go to school for it. She doesn't know I'm a former actor, but I've been talking to her about it. And part of me just wants to be like, all right, you know what? You should probably skip the school part. You should probably just... Do you have an iPhone? If not, instead of spending like the... F- 10 grand you're going to spend on tuition. Let's spend a grand on a nice iPhone 10 or an iPhone 11 or whatever. We'll get some lights. If you want to act, we we can make that happen with uh without all the the scars that will be left on your mind and soul over the next couple of years. Now she seems like a bit of a natural cuz she was telling me at her audition uh, to get into school. She's like, "I don't know where it came from, Kenny, but I just started crying." The director just told me to look at it this way, and I looked at it that way, and I just naturally cried. I'm like, well, it sounds like you have a natural talent. You should definitely not go to school for acting then. Because from experience, three years of theater school trained a lot of the good out of me. That I don't just mean like seeing how shitty and cruel people are took a lot of the good out of me. But I just meant like, because that's true, yes, but... Just my acting ability. There's a lot of things that I was very good at before that I was not good at after. But we're not that close, and it is her path to take. And she's a sweet kid, so I hope, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein shit doesn't happen to her. She's joining the film program, which, if it's anything like uh, Humber's film program, she's completely wasting her money and her time because all those people were just pretty people who dressed up all the time who just made out and like humped and stuff because they'd have like sets they'd have like sofas and stuff and the stories we heard is that's what was going on i don't believe a single one of them have become a successful tv or movie actor whereas at least i i I know some of my classmates whether i like it or not have gone on to have careers in the industry 
So part of me feels like I should be like, you know what? You want to do acting and stuff? You could just, I can help you. I, well, and I know people who can help you. Just create your own stuff. Just do some web series. You can be the executive producer. You can be like, I do not want to have my ass grabbed by this dude. And that will just be the case. But enough about her. And we're certainly not going to talk about Kelly Ripa. It's like, who the hell cares about Kelly Ripa? I hear she's a like a major bitch. Like to the point where I'm like, the hot to bitch ratio don't really add up. You're like, not hot at all, but you're a psychotic bitch. Another great injustice in the world, I suppose. Oh, but I did find a fun story to talk about. And it is. And you know what? Even though this episode's running kind of long, I was late in delivering last week. Even though I delivered it this week, a bonus story. A bonus Kenny Ho Show story. This is the type of story that is what the Kenny Ho Show is made of. And what dreams are made of. That's right. It's a Hillary Duff, Lizzie McGuire story. But it's not necessarily a good one. Because recently, Hillary Duff posted on her Instagram that some show I never heard of it, nor do I give a shit that has been pulled from Disney+. Plus, But it was pulled because it was not family friendly enough. And she put the she, and she posted the caption sounds familiar. So does that mean that Lizzie McGuire has been pulled or it's just been revamped to make it more family friendly? I'm hoping it's the latter, not the former, because honestly, I want it to be family friendly. That's what the original Lizzie McGuire was. I don't want the reboot to be like some 90210 bullshit drama. Because wasn't, wasn't Hillary Duff actually on 90210 or Melrose Place or some crap? Or like she participated in a three-way? I'm like, lady, this is not Christian at all. Lovemaking should be between a man and a woman. That's right, dandy. What you're doing is a sin. And being dumb and ignorant, also another sin, you damn sinner. But I digress. Lovemaking should be between one man and one woman. It should be between me and Hillary Duff, but that'll never be. A, that'll never be. It'll never be the case. But yeah, if they're going in that direction, I back Disney to be like, no, no, let's 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 nostalgia this. I was gonna say let's Force Awakens this, but that means like you know introducing new characters, no one gives a shit about, and destroying the legacy of the ones we do. So let's not do that either. But let's go down that path in the sense of nostalgia. Let's do this show in a way that when I watch it, I'll be like, ah, yes, it's like the good old days. When I had love in my heart and hope in my eyes and dreams that I could do a show like Lizzie McGuire. But if it's the former, if they're if they're yanking it off the network, if they're like, you know what? We're not doing this show. Then you know what, Disney? That one year subscription I gave you, that's it. That's the only year subscription you're ever gonna get from me. Because if Lizzie McGuire is a no-go then my patronage to you is also a no-go. I will just start stealing The Mandalorian. I will stream it like every other jabroni who, for whatever reason, can't pony up the $80 a year. I'll join that group. Because that is what Disney Plus is for me right now. Because at this point, that's what Disney Plus is for me. I haven't gone back. And, you know, off the top, I was, like, re-watching all my favorite cartoons, like Recess and Gargoyles and such. Haven't done it in a while. 
I don't really have plans to do that at this point. My plan was when Lizzie McGuire comes out, when Scarlet Witch comes out, when more Mandalorian comes out, that's when I use the service. But if you're telling me no Lizzie McGuire, then that means war, bud. You hear the story about the sun chips? That's your future. All right, that's it. That's the Kenny Ho Show, episode 231. I hope you had yourself a great time listening. A good time listening. At least an alright time listening. I hope your suicidal tendencies didn't go up. But if it did, could you tweet some ideas at me and how you might do it? I've got some of my own, but I'm open to new suggestions. Alright, we'll talk next time. And until then, you take care of yourself. You've been listening to The Kenny Ho Show, and now it's nap time. Toodles!